1980, my next guest was the first Black West Indian to play one-day international cricket for England. And then the following year, 1981, he played his first test match for England against the West Indies in Barbados, of all places, the place of his birth. Uh, what an occasion. Um, he won't like me reminding him that's over 40 years ago now, but he still looks exactly the same. The big afro's gone. But uh, welcome and such a pleasure to have Mr. Roland Butcher with us today. How are you, Roland? Darren, it's a great pleasure to be on your show again. I was on obviously some time before, but always a great pleasure. And yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great and a bit older, but we're all getting old. You look the same, my friend. You look exactly the same. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it's it's nice to, to transport to Barbados. It's, it's cold and windy. There have been lots of storms here in England uh, lately. Um, but uh, I'm guessing over there it's... Uh, 27 to 30 degrees, maybe a shower, bit of breeze coming in from the west. Absolutely. I've just looked on at my computer and it's um, actually 29 degrees and um, business as usual, so to speak. Um, yeah, I've been following the, the troubles that you've been having in England, which is quite unprecedented. But um, that's something that we face possibly on a, on a yearly basis, basis because, as you know, the hurricane season really is between June and November, so it is always possible that you could have something of that nature. Fortunately, most of the time you don't, um, but um, I'm sure that England has the capacity to deal with those type of um, problems. Yeah, that's true. And, and Barbados too. I mean, I've been there in hurricane season and uh, a couple of times when uh, the wind and the rain have got uh, quite wild, but luckily, I believe... Bob, it just hasn't been hit for, for quite a long time now. There's, there's never been a direct hit. It seems to just, the Lord God just pushes the hurricanes left or right and just preserves Barbados. Well, that's what people say, but I think it's more to do with um, our geography. Um, I think we are the most easterly of all the Caribbean islands. So uh, as a result, really most of those things bypass us and then go towards the Windward Islands. We tend to get uh, most of the, of the damage. So... I guess we're fortunate purely by where we're located. Um, this Americans don't bother me at all because, you know, you know, as a kid, I grew up with those threats. And, and to be quite honest, when we do have the rains and the high winds, I, I do actually enjoy it uh, <laughs> as, as a change. So, you know, it's something that you, you live with and, and you learn to live with it just as um, going forward, we're going to have to learn how to live with COVID. So, you know, that's just another, another function of, of what goes on in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad told me when he was growing up in Guyana, um, they were it wasn't really a big thing. But then, because that's again geography, Guyana's so far southwest of where you are, um, the storms tend to miss down there as well. Yeah, that's very true. There, you you never hear of um, Guyana having to batten the hatches down for an approaching hurricane. <laughs> so Barbados, uh, it's a busy time out there, cricket wise. England are about to visit for the. Part two of their tour, the Red Bull uh, part. Um, just tell me, um, how's Barbados faring now that we're England is, is is getting out of the COVID restrictions and everything? How's the situation in Barbados? In Barbados, uh, we're fully open. There are no restrictions. There's no curfew. Um, everything is, I say, we're pretty much back to normal. Obviously, back to normal with the new protocols. 
Um, lots of people arriving all over the world from Barbados to enjoy what they haven't been able to enjoy for the last um, couple of years. So Barbados is very much um, back to normal. Yes, we've been pretty busy the last uh, month or so in relation to cricket. England were here for five T20s um, with a huge following, as you would expect, once England are in the Caribbean. That went extremely well. At that time, the government had given permission for 50% of the stadia, um, all vaccinated. Uh, Why they said 50%, I'm pretty sure I saw at least 75% within the stadia. Um, now, those re restrictions are uh, removed. I understand it's 80 to 100% right now. So there's a huge influx of English uh, supporters coming to the region. As you know, most of the English supporters, they tend to do uh, a couple of weeks. So they do back-to-back -back tests. So the first test match is usually Antigua. So they'll go Antigua, Barbados, and the test match starts here on the 16th. So um, it's going to be extremely busy um, during that period. And we're looking forward to it. It's always a great occasion, England and the West Indies. Um, how is it to get tickets out there? Will people, if they are just arriving, be able to get tickets in the box office or is it sold out? Well, I think what people need to do right now is because tickets, most of the tickets are sold online. So what I suggest they do is really that they have to go online and order their tickets and, and don't leave it um, for the last minute until they get here. Um, they don't want to be disappointed. You know, secure your tickets before you come. That would be the preferred choice of me really advising people. Um, it's not like before where you had to come and get your tickets. Uh, you know, you can get them online and yeah. you know that you've actually got them. That's I remember doing that back in the 90s, uh, just getting up early in the morning and uh, queuing up and uh, making sure I was a bit in the shade and uh, making friends with some local guys that were selling sugar cane and uh, all the other stuff that the street vendors sell out there. <laughs> yeah. But listen, this summer, you're not going to be there. You're going to be over here for the English summer. So um, what's, what's, uh, what's the occasion? What are you doing coming to the UK? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, yes, I'm going to be in the UK for a number of months from the beginning of June, really on a diversity, exclusivity and equity tour. Um, the, the whole reason really for something like that, you know, we're all fully aware of what is going on at the moment in relation to cricket in England, uh, you know, following the Azim Rafiq revelations and then the findings, and then obviously what happened um, in the parliament, really the follow-up from that really has reverberated really all around England. Um, the ECB, who didn't come out of that really that clean in terms of how they handled the whole prospect, the whole project now really have to do a lot of work, you know, to ensure that people can believe in them and also the counties themselves. I mean, initially, obviously, it was Yorkshire, didn't fill themselves with glory, but the revelations from a lot of the other counties as well has really shown that there is need for this type of thing. Um, and having been the first black cricketer to have played for England, and not just the first black cricketer to play for England, but also someone who played at Middlesex County Cricket Club in perhaps the, more, the most diverse um, cricket team ever to play um, in England, and not just to play in that team, but to also be the most successful team 
because of that diversity. I believe that I have a story um, to tell to the young generations of people um, coming up. You know, we're looking really to be engaging, you know, schools, colleges, universities, first class counties, you know, cricket clubs, um, minor counties, um, associations. And we're also looking to do a lot of work um, at the corporate level as well for companies as well, because all of those things, diversity, inclusivity, and equity are very important in the workplace as well. So we believe the timing is absolutely right for this type of tour. And um, I'm really looking forward to you know, engaging uh, with the different types of um, audiences um, in England um, you know, for three or four months. Yeah, I would also like to add, um, Darren, that yeah. um, Desmond Haynes will be coming with me on the, the back end of the tour. Initially, we were going to do the tour together right from the start, but uh, a little matter got in the way when he was <laughs> handed the job of chief selector of the national team. And um, as a result, this particular year, 2022, is extremely busy for the national side. There are so many series. It is unbelievable. So he's going to be pretty tied up. Um, and so he'll join me for probably the last three weeks um, towards, say, the third week in, in August, to about mid-September. Roland, we're going we're gonna to make you very welcome at Brentwood Cricket Club. Courtesy well, of you know, I, I, I will look forward to it. And, um, you know, you know, Essex is a, a, a fun place for me, and I have some very good friends there. And now you talk about Essex, um, you know, I noticed that today is John Lever's birthday, so you know, I had That's to send right. him a send him a greeting and a, a good old Essex man. Seventy three years old, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's time time yet for no man. No, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Um, so you're going to be here if, if people are interested. So you, you, you're quite happy to either have training sessions, um, just um, a bit of mentoring, um, uh, even just to spend time and just discuss things, I suppose. Um, how do people uh, take part in this? What's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, basically, we have um, there's a company in England run by Sean Baluji, who is um, it's called Intune communications and entertainment. And basically they are putting together the schedule uh, for us throughout the year. Um, at the bottom of the uh, brochure that we've done to advertise this, it has Sean's um, details. I really, you know, he, he, he is the one that I put everyone in touch with who contacts me. He makes contacts. Um, obviously he's been in contacts with all the you know the cricket clubs in the UK and the schools and everything and and call it you know he's coordinating the whole the whole project from his end in England. I've just got his email address here. I've got the, the brochure in front of me. So it's uh, yeah. it's Sean at intunecom.co.uk. So it's S H A W N at intunecom I N T U N E com.co.uk. Uh, so if anyone watching or listening to this wants to meet up with two absolute legends of the game and learn a lot of stuff, uh, go through Sean uh, and I'll put on the video, I'll put the link across the screen. 
Um, right. And it's not just cricket as well, is it, Roland? You're you're a big football fan as well. Yeah, I mean, sport is is something that is very dear to me. It's not only cricket. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people would know me from cricket, but you know, I I had a very good football career as well. I, I played semi-professional in England. Um, you know, I, I was the first black player to play um, football uh, for Stevenage, which is a football league club. Um, I am a holder of a UEFA B licensed coaching certificate. Um, I did my coaching certificate with Brendan Rogers. I then wow. worked for I then worked for Brendan Rogers as when he was um, academy director at Reading. You know, he asked me to come and work with him. I worked with him as a coach, um, ran my own team. Um, I played football and coached at Arsenal um, through their soccer schools for 10 years. And I played for their um, ex-professional and celebrity team for over 10 years. So, you know, I do have a, a good history um, in football. And in more recent times, um, the last two years, I've written a coaching manual um, called Achieving Excellence Caribbean Soccer Coaching Manual, which now has been adopted um, in South Africa by the Mint Langu Foundation, um, uh, which is going to be rolled out not just in South Africa, but in another dozen um, African countries. So, yes, football is very dear to me. And, you know, I, I watch a lot of football here in Barbados. Is Arsenal your team then? And, and sadly, um, my, my two teams are Manchester United and Arsenal, who, who are not um, having the greatest of times. <laughs> I love watching football in Barbados. Um, when I when I come, I, I, I stay up uh, up the west coast, right at the top, past Bytestown, and there's a little place called St Elmo's, uh, which is at Moontown, which is a tiny yes. village. You know the place? Yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And there's a it, great it, little it run from there. Yeah, it was owned up there by um, one. Of, I think he's a minister. He was a minister. Um, That's it. It's the Kelman. Kelman is his name. Yeah. 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 But I like to go in there and watch uh, Premier League football with uh, some of the local guys because it's a different experience to watching it uh, down the pub here. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. And listen, there's a lot of football fans um, here in, in Barbados and the Caribbean. Um, without a shadow of doubt, you mean, they know all the English teams and all the, the players. They follow them incessantly, you know, and not just English football, you know, I can watch a different league in Barbados every single night. You can watch the Bundesliga, you can watch La Liga, you can watch um, Serie A, you can watch the, the French League, you can watch the Dutch League, the Brazilian League. You know, football is everywhere. So, you know, people are absolutely crazy about football in, in the Caribbean. And to be honest, when it comes to participation in, in, in sport, football is way ahead of any other sport in the Caribbean, even here in Barbados, um, the biggest participation sport is football. Is that a challenge to, to cricket? People always say about basketball, but I've never believed this thing about basketball. It, it, it's a, for me, from what I've seen firsthand, uh, it's football. Is that, is, that, is that distracting people from cricket? I, I would think so, yes. Um, you know, listen, when you, when you have football rammed down your throat 24-7, seven days a week and it's done and you're seeing all of these world stars um, on shore and then also you see the sums of money that they earn you know you can see the attraction for football so 
you know, football doesn't have to work very hard, uh, to, you know, to get players or to get fans because the game is mapped is so well mm. um, on a global scale that the attraction is there, you know, straight away. So, you know, you know, football here amongst kids is, is huge. You know, they just, they just love the sport. And dream, I guess, I guess they dream one day to be one of those superstars, to be a Ronaldo or, or a Messi or one of someone like that. Well, also you see, and I, I've seen firsthand as well, a lot of big football stars come on holiday in Barbados and uh, go to, you know, some of the attractions and, uh, you know, they, they never... Well, a lot, well, a lot of them go to their own homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's quite a few of them have very, very expensive homes here on the West Coast. And um, obviously they come as often as they can. I mean, Ren Rooney and others are regular visitors, um, you know, to Barbados. And obviously they've got properties. So, you know, when they get a chance, you know, they, they, they come here. And not, not, not obviously not just footballers, but... Um, you get lots of cricketers who come here, who a lot of them own homes as well. So, you know, it's a place, it's home away from home for them. And Beijing's are pretty respectful. They leave them alone. They're, they're, they're not easily impressed. It's not like England where they get chasing them around with phones or whatever else. Beijing's are, you know, so what? Yeah, leave them alone. Yeah, I think, I think Barbadians are pretty laid back in that respect. And um, I think you can understand that because, you know, the culture in Barbados... Cricket has been the culture, and from the year dot, cricket has produced, you know, some of the greatest players in the world. So they're used to seeing, um, you know, these stars from cricket, you know, walking around on a daily basis. So that, it, that, so that has never been uh, something that impresses them because, you know, they, they see they see them all the time. So I guess once you have seen those stars, and you know, you see Sir Garfield and Sir Everton and Sir Clyde Walker, and Sir Wes Hall, and Sir Charles Griffith, and now Sir Desmond Haynes, and Sir Gordon Greenwich, you know, and the lights before him. You know, when you see all of those sort of people, then you can understand why the people get pretty blase about, about sports stars, because they see them all the time. The place is so small. Yeah. You have to run into them wherever you go. And they even have roundabouts named after them as well. <laughs> well yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw in, then you throw in Rihanna, and uh, you know, where Rihanna is here, she's not treated like a superstar. Mm. Uh, she's just treated like another Barbadian, and, and and to be quite honest, she'd be here just like another Barbadian, not a superstar. Yeah. So, um, Webby, have you got a date for Roland and uh, and Desi to turn up at Brentwood? Not yet. No, we're we're working on a date, but uh, and maybe we'll do both. You don't know yet, you know. We're going to have a large marquee um, in the middle of July, which I'm sure Roland could fill on his own. And then hopefully Desi can come along uh, towards the end of August, I think, isn't it? Desi, Desi's here. Yeah, today. that's right. He's coming here the 24th, 25th of August. Uh, let, 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 let's hope you don't want me to play any cricket. So that, that, that's, that, <laughs> that would be the only drawback. <laughs> well, you'd be careful what you wish for. If you're here on the 22nd of July, I will talk you, as much as you like. Legends. <laughs> Uh, no, but that, that, that would be fantastic. And, um, you know, I would really look forward to that, for sure. Well, we're going to drag you into the, the Phoenix FM studio at some point as well, so you can, uh, 
you can uh, you can join us and, uh, and 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 tell us some more stories. So, um, the dates I've got for 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 the, for the Roland Butcher experience, the Roland Butcher Summer Tour, uh, is from the first of June to the fifteenth of September, and then again. Uh, you're back again on October for the whole of October, it looks like, 1st to the 30th of October. Yes, I'll be back for the um, Black History Month, as you know, which is October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that that will be an, an important time as well. So we'll come home for a few weeks and, um, and, and come back. But, you know, being in the UK will be good because, listen, my kids live in the UK. I have two grandchildren in the UK as well. My father is still there. My brothers and sisters, their children, their children. So, you know, I have more family in England than I do in Barbados. So, you know, I really will be home. Um, so that would be great for them as well. When you come back here, do you adopt the, the old Stephen H. accent again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, listen, well, my father still lives in Stevenage and, and my brothers, is, I have two, two brothers and a sister that still live in Stevenage. So I can't get away from it. And um, <laughs> no, listen, Stevenage is very dear to my heart because, you know, Stevenage is what gave me everything that I have now, really. Um, I had a really good time living in Stevenage uh, to be, you know, my ch- opportunities were given at Stevenage Cricket Club, um, which is the local club. And, you know, the people who were connected with the clubs would then push me further on from there. So Stevenage will always be a, a very special um, place to me and I will a place that I will always go back to. You know, I'm still in touch with all the guys that I played with even during that period, you know, even some maybe all different parts of the world, but we're still very much um, in touch. Uh, and, it, and it's that sort of club. I mean, it, it really is a, you know, it's a real family club. And um, I, I enjoy going back there and just, you know, meeting the old people. I'm, I'm, I'm all myself, but <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I go back and, and 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 be an old person. <laughs> well, we look forward to welcoming you to the UK. Um, and uh, just a reminder again: the dates, first of June to fifteenth of September, uh, and for the, all of October, first and thirtieth of October. Uh, and then Desmond Haynes uh, becomes part of the experience from the twenty fifth of August to the 15th of September. If you want to take part, if you want to come and meet these true legends of the game uh, and just talk, learn, learn from these guys, um, get in touch with Sean Belugi. Uh, his email is sean at intune.com.co.uk, S-H-A-W-N at I-N-T-U-N-E-C-O-M.co.uk. Darren, we will very soon be uh, announcing the date that we're going to have Roland and hopefully Desi as well at Brentwood. So watch this space for that one as well. Can I come? Fair <laughs> <Day> enough, yeah. <laughs> if you spend as much in the auction as you usually do, then yes, yeah. you can. <laughs> yeah. um, right, well, we, we look forward to seeing you here and I look forward to catching up with you uh, in Barbados, Roland. Let's have some fish cakes. And some hot sauce. Yeah, of course. Now, listen, you know, when you're coming, you know, just let me know. And, um, you know, we'll make sure that you definitely have a good time. Um, <laughs> a shame you can't make it out for um, this current test series coming up. But, you know, some other time and, and we'll certainly make sure you have a good time. We will do. We will do. Uh, okay, Roland. Star we'll, way, Darren. We'll, eh? Room for a starway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. There's a big part of me just itching to get over there for watching. You can't be watching Test match cricket in the Caribbean and, and talking with the locals. And like Roland says, they're so knowledgeable about everything. You know, you, whether it's cricket, football, and and, and world sport, it, it's just incredible. I think this time, this time round, you know, they'll want to talk even more because they haven't been able to talk a lot for the last few years. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, the five matches that England played here were the first international matches that we've had, um, you know, for probably over a year. I think Pakistan, Australia were the last one. So, you know, and th this was the first matches where spectators could go. Um, Pakistan and Australia were played behind closed doors. So really, yeah, they'll have a lot to chat about. Sure, <laughs> two, two years of, of, of pent up, um, I wouldn't say aggression, but something to release. Yeah, yeah, some expert analysis and uh, yeah, some Mount Gay rum as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roland, we'll let you crack on. I'm about to run out of time on this Zoom account, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 uh, wrap it up there. But we will uh, put the brochure on our website and uh, on our social media so people can see all the details and uh, yeah when you do come here we'll give you a very warm welcome indeed well thank you Darren it's a great pleasure being on the show and um, certainly look forward to seeing you when I get through absolutely absolutely uh, Roland Butcher uh, many many thanks <laughs>